Hello, and welcome to Spring Office Hours, episode number five zero, the Big 50. 50. This is the Spring 1 2023 recap. My name is Dan Vega, Spring Developer Advocate at VMware, joined as always by my good friend and colleague, Deshaun Carter. Deshaun, how are you doing, my friend? Wonderful. And I'm 50. This is 50. great. Yes. This is, this, is, this is awesome. Uh, things are good. I'm still kind of riding the wave, the emotions the energy of everything from Spring One. So oh. everything so far has been, I, I was a little tired, uh, yes. but I'm still riding it. Huge, huge wave. Also very, very tired. It's taken a few days to kind of just level set back to zero. And now I got that like energy this morning as I was like typing up my recap of it. I got that energy of like, oh, I want to take all the things I like talk to everyone about and start working on them and start putting together new content. So yeah, so today's episode is all about Spring 1 2023. We're going to do a recap of that. I want to start out by saying we are sorry for last week's episode. We tried to do a live show from Spring 1. We learned a couple of things. Uh, I think throughout this journey, Deshaun and I have just been like, let's just do it. We'll, we'll learn from the experience and hopefully improve on it. One of the things that we learned, at least I, I learned, was when we were at DevNexus, we were in a room by ourselves and we had a condenser mic and that worked out great. Condenser mics, not so great in a very large room where it can just pick up all the noise that's happening. Two, the uh, internet there was not great. It was because we were right in the middle of the hub. Everybody was just draining that internet and it was very spotty. So we apologize for that, but we are going to make up for it today and give you our full kind of recap of everything. That would have only been like two days of a recap. So this is the entire conference recap. Yeah. So, I did do several podcasts and 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 our neighbors right next door, the virtually speaking. Virtually podcast, speaking, I was going to mention used them. the uh, the road uh, wireless ones, and they used that on a couple of other podcast content creation. Yeah, uh, and they act, it actually came out pretty great. So just between you and I, I've already got uh, a setup in my Amazon yes. bucket here. That's uh, great. Just, just waiting for payday. Now get a couple of those. I don't have a picture of this, but um, well, maybe we'll see if we could find one because I did take one at some point. They use the road mic, uh, road. What are they? Road, road. Procaster. Uh, I don't remember the name, but yeah, okay, the wireless road wireless mics. Yeah. But they they uh, like did they screen print these? They had these like actual microphones and yeah. they put it inside of there. Three D uh, printed th them. Three D printed. Oh my yep. gosh! And, that... the, and I found the three D prints, so I got that as well. Oh, uh, and Deshaun, there's actually the ones that you can just like you, you can buy so that other people have done. So you can just go and get them. Uh, the cool other cool part that they did was they added like the the box, right? The little yes, box with the logo. Speaking on it, um, we we definitely have to do that. That was yeah. a cool setup. I was very envious. Um, Hello, everybody that's joining. Uh, we appreciate you being here live. This is this is what we do. This is one of the things. It's not just about uh, a one way street. We want you to come in. We want you to come through questions, but we also, we want to give you all the latest and greatest and show you yep. where things are headed. Yeah. And I want to say, um, before we get into kind of the recap stuff, we had a bunch of people come up to us last week and say, Hey, we listen to spring officers. We watch it live. You guys do a great job with the show. We love being able to pop in and kind of ask questions. So huge thank you to everyone who came up to us last week. That was, uh, it makes doing this every week, uh, absolutely worth it. So it started off 
my spring one started off with one of those types of conversations. Somebody pulled me aside yeah. and said, Hey, uh, the spring office hours is amazing. I'm there all the time. Uh, I did the spring Academy. I'm now a certified spring engineer and just that. What a great way to start the week. I had that yeah. kind of like fill up my heart emotion from the start and then everything else is just bonus. Yep. All right. So hello to everyone joining us here in the chat. Simon, our good friend Simon is here as always. New theme background as it seems. Yeah. Just going with the uh, Spring One, the VMware Explorer background today. Uh, hello to everyone else joining us. If you are live in the chat, uh, this is great. Go ahead and ask your questions. We'll see if we can't get to them uh, throughout the show. If you are listening to us on the replay or on a podcast, because this is available on all the podcast major networks, uh, you can join us usually every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Again, we travel a lot, so we'll kind of fluctuate the schedule as we need it. Deshaun's traveling tomorrow, so we wanted to get this in today while it's fresh on our minds and kind of go through this. Um, okay. If so I think, wait, if you are listening yes. to the, on the podcast and, and you're like, you know what? I want to ask them this. What are they supposed to do? How should they get us their questions? Yeah. So if you go to, go over to springofficehours.io, that will forward you to the landing page on the VMware Tanzu Developer Center. There's a button to ask a question. You can ask that question there and we will see if we can get to it, uh, as soon as we can. Perfect. Cool. We have a comment here from Simon. Uh, I got to tinker with the new REST client. So much more pleasant than REST template. Also loving the new JDBC clients. Yeah, the new clients are all the rage. We heard about it a lot last week. I talked about it in a few presentations that I gave. So yeah, definitely. Um, and in case you don't know this, uh, I kind of brought this up last week too. If you are using HTTP interfaces in 3.2 milestone, whatever REST client is in, it will use the REST client underneath the hood or the web client underneath the hood based on the return type. So it's just doing that for you. So pretty cool to see. Java 21 oh, drops. Three September more weeks till Java is 21 drops. Yeah, yeah. Less than three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Right That's around the pretty corner. cool. I'm excited about that. All right, let's do this. Uh, I just want to um, share the screen. So for anybody on the podcast listening later, we are kind of jumping over to calendar.spring.io. This is a place where we can kind of get an idea of what is being released. So uh, a huge month of August, lots of things going on. Things that we kind of missed last week while we were at Spring 1, uh, some Spring Security releases, uh, some of the Milestone 2s for everything kind of 6.2, through Spring Boot 3.2, those milestones, milestones are starting to ramp up uh, because, again, we are getting close to Java 21. So JDK 21 is going to come out uh, end of September here and uh, Spring Boot 3.2 and Spring Framework 6.1 will quickly follow in the next month or two, right? So, um, well, we'll have release candidates in October and then I think it goes GA in November. So, um, pretty cool. So, a lot of exciting releases around Spring Security, Spring Batch, Spring Boot. Uh, go ahead and check out the release notes if you want to learn more about that. And if you are curious about what happened in that release, 
I'm on calendar.spring.io. I can click on one of those releases and it will take me to the GitHub uh, project. And then you can see uh, 181 issues were closed. Go ahead and click on that and you can see all the items that were closed in that release. Um, obviously with things like new releases like 3.2, you can go to the wiki page and see the release notes and, and see what's happening there. So that's the calendar. Um, Next, I want to just talk, uh, so spring1.io, if you go over to spring1.io, the replay of the main stage keynote is right on the front page. And so I just want to go ahead and see if I could start this here. I know. Oh, there he is. What? Where That's is amazing. he? I'm just trying to play this here. I'm over there. There he is. I'm in there. There he is. There's our, there's our, there's our yes. boy, Deshaun. <laughs> so Deshaun and Tasha opened up the, the conference. That was pretty cool. How cool was that, Deshaun? Uh, that was cool. But the coolest part was that we had a room for a thousand people and all the chairs were full and there was people standing all the way around and, and sitting all the way around. Yep. That was cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So if you want to watch the replay of the keynote, you can do so here. Also, there are, you can watch the breakout sessions here, but I believe you have to be logged in to do so. And I I don't know if you have, if that was just for anyone who attended the conference. I think that's the case for now. Um, I'm not sure. I know that I have to log in to watch these because I watched a couple this morning. Well, let's see if we can get somebody to validate that because I yeah. went to the conference. So yeah, it worked for me. Uh, but somebody that wasn't at the conference, Simon, if you wouldn't mind, uh, yep. if you could check, uh, go to spring.io, check on the breakout sessions and see if you can see any of those. So all of the breakout sessions were recorded. Not all of them had a video camera in the room, but all of them were recorded uh, slides and audio. So again, I don't know that you need to see like me talking, um, just seeing the slides and being able to hear me is probably good enough. Um, but all those are there. I just, I, I think at some point they're going to make their way into the public. I'm just not sure uh, where. So, um, yeah, we're getting we're getting a comment here saying, oh, sorry, um, that it works if you have a VMware account. So that's great. Um, if, if you have a VMware account, you can log in and check out the breakout session. Excellent. And if you don't have one, you can make one. Yeah. So I figured uh, I spent a lot of the weekend and a lot of this morning kind of trying to collect my thoughts. And I put it into my newsletter. So if you want to hand over to danvega.dev slash newsletter, you don't even need to sign up. You can just go ahead and click on this link. And I figured we'd just use this as like a template uh, for this show today to kind of walk through. Um, so yeah, so this is the first year that we've combined Spring 1 and VMware Explorer. Uh, the first per first time that we've been in person since 2019, at least from the Spring 1 standpoint. VMware Explorer was in person last year at the Moscone Center, and I believe you were there last year. Um, I was. So any, any initial thoughts on just kind of comparing VMware Explorer this year to last year? I know that adding Spring 1 onto it adds another dimension, but mm -hmm. just kind of like overall quick comparisons. Yes. So um, I, I came up through uh, Spring 1 platform, the Spring 1 ecosystem and that community, and those are the conferences. Uh, I had never been to a VMware, VMworld, uh, what it was called prior to last year, uh, or a VMware Explorer. So last year, I was kind of expecting a Spring One uh, audience or a Spring One vibe. Uh, mm -hmm. And even though I was 
being told, no, it's not, it's not going to be the same. That community is not really going to be as represented. It was. So at VMware Explorer, I found a lot of our community was represented uh, from Tanzu, this modern app. A lot of our spring community kind of overlapped uh, as well. But there wasn't really a lot of uh, content targeted for the spring developer. The platform operators, et cetera, that Tanzu community, for sure. Kubernetes was a yeah. hot topic. So this year, um, Spring 1 being a little bit different and then getting added on to VMware Explorer, uh, my expectations uh, were uh, kind of confusing. It, it changed. But one of the things that I'd heard from the community, like, hey, we, we were planning on being there uh, at the beginning. It got canceled. We were kind of bummed, so we decided not to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. also... There are other companies that said, hey, we're already going to VMware Explore. Why would we go to two conferences? This is great. We love this idea. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of questions as to what was going to happen on the way into this conference. And yep. luckily for us, uh, it was kind of the best of both worlds. We had yep. a massive spring footprint of you know the ecosystem, and yep. it overlapped really, really well with mm -hmm. the modern app development, with what we're doing going forward. So, Yeah expectations were exceeded right yeah i um and again this is my first time at vmware explorer slash spring one in a long time and i think so first my thoughts were like it was cool being in vegas i i'm a big fan of vegas i know vegas is i think vegas is either hit or miss you either love it or you hate it and i don't think there's a lot of in between i happen to love vegas i was glad to see it in uh, vegas at the venetian and I, I walked into the registration desk to get registered. There's a picture here of that. And again, I think the biggest conferences I've been to are like two or 3,000 people. And just to walk into the and see like the sheer size of this conference and the Expo Center and 10,000 plus people being at this conference, I was a little bit not first. And it was pretty cool to just kind of get checked in and, and see everything. So... I got in um, late Saturday night. I know I was going to originally be part of the keynote. I had to get cut out because we had some timing issues. But I was there anyway, and we had a dress rehearsal scheduled for Sunday morning. Uh, so I popped into that to see you, uh, to support you guys and see what was going on there. And that was pretty fun, just kind of seeing everybody for the first time. Uh, how was that? I, I, I missed some of your dress rehearsal because I got in a little later. But how did that go? How was everything run that's Sunday morning. Dress rehearsal went great. You know, we're, we're trying to fill the timing issues. Um, one of the the things, yeah, we knew that we were going to be running into those first sessions, and we knew that we didn't want people to miss those first sessions. So fast forwarding a little bit, um, on right after the keynote, we kind of had our wrap up section, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and there was a there was a big exodus uh, from the audience. There was, uh, I'd say, three hundred people easily. Uh, kind of got up and said, you know what? I'm not waiting for the, for the closing. I'm going to go and get into my session. And they had mm -hmm. good reason mm -hmm. because there was only one session that I was able to go to that I was able to actually get in. We weren't able to register as VMware employees. We weren't able right. to register ahead of time. And there were seven sessions that I tried to get into that I could not get into because yeah. they were standing room only and they were all full. So yep. Yep. yeah, it was a great problem to have. Cool. So, um, yeah, I think Sunday, so we got through the dress rehearsal. 
we went off, kind of did some things. I know Nate, uh, Nate, uh, Sherat and I went to Top Golf, which was really cool. Like Top Golf, being able to golf with the strip in the background uh, in the pouring rain, that was pretty cool. Um, I got to bed early that night. Feel I put in the news out of here, feeling like a kid on Christmas Eve. You know, excited for the day that was going to come. And I got to sleep so early because of the time change. And it was like nine o'clock. So I woke up five o'clock a.m. on Monday morning ready to go. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was me waking up early. But that gave me some time to like I got breakfast, got showered, got ready to go and got down to the keynote room around eight o'clock because I knew they weren't opening the doors to like eight thirty, eight forty five. So I figured I want to get in there. And that was pretty cool being able to get into the keynote room, like uh, with just some of the VMware employees. The execs were in there. The spring team was in there. Yeah, they had the big section blocked off for the spring team. Big section blocked off. Getting to like, I I don't know how many times I said during this conference, "Oh, it's really nice to meet you in person for the first time," even though we've we've been working together two years, right? Like, how many of those conversations did you have? Uh, (laughs) High in the double digits. Yeah. Yeah. High in the double digits. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. Like even people on our own team and our own like managers, manager, like everybody uh, that I got to see, I was just like, Oh man, it's so great to meet you in person. So that was pretty cool. Um, So I took this picture right before we were about to go live. And again, thousand seats in the room, um, by the time everybody got on stage, everything was full. There were people lined up around the back and the sides. And uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. So Deshaun and Tasha took the stage. Uh, I thought one of the comments that I heard about you guys that I, I mean, I already knew this coming in, but just your guys' energy throughout the show was really great. And 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 you kind of need that as an MC, right? Like, how do you approach being an MC for for something like a keynote? One of the comments, uh, I'll kind of like, yeah. One of the the common comments was like, "Hey, that it it really felt like that was your happy place." It was yeah. that that yeah. was definitely my happy place, and I heard that from a lot of people as well. Where this yeah. is kind of like the the conference that, first of all, it's a conference that a lot of organizations are willing to pay for because there's so much content, right? Yep. And it and it covers so many bases. So I I, I understand that part. Uh, and yeah, so I got that feedback preparing for it. Um, yeah, we, we've been working on it for months. You definitely worked yeah. harder on this conference than I did. Um, there was some last that. minute changes. The The memorization was a little uh, tricky, yeah. but then as That's we tough. got over, right, Tasha and I were, you know, at the front, I'm saying, hey, I'm not going to read all the things. We had tons of announcements and I yeah. knew people were excited to get out of there, but for respect of the time, uh, I was cutting things out. So I got a little nervous at the end, but still making changes yeah. up until stepping on stage. Well, and that's a big part of it and being ready to make even, those changes. Even having some background, like background insight into what this keynote was going to look like. I didn't even know that. So nobody else in the audience knew that. So I, when yeah. you're, when you're in that spot, I know you're nervous, but don't worry about it. Nobody else saw it. So <laughs> So cool. That was um, that was the beginning. So we get on stage. Deshaun and Tasha get on stage, kick off the conference. Uh, the first kind of uh, guest was Pernima, and she she kind of went through Spring's twenty years of innovation. I thought that look at Deshaun, he's like pumped. You you must have just fist bumped her and went yes. That is exactly <laughs> right. 
And I knew um, what she was getting ready to announce. So I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. So she went through kind of, I, I thought her message, uh, what I really liked about her message was, and I think we've talked about this a couple, you know, we talked about this a couple of times throughout the conference and that the impact of spring and technology in general is not just technology, but it's about impacting human lives. And she provided a few examples of this, of companies like Netflix and FedEx and Blue Cross Blue Shield, and then a whole bunch of others on there and how they rely on spring to power their applications. So I thought that was really cool. Um, also during the presentation, she announced a new set of solutions, including Spring Consulting. Um, so this is a new service that can help companies transition to the latest and greatest version of all their Spring applications. And you and I were talking before the show, I think this was a major theme that we were talking with customers, developers about last week. And it was like, hey, we start to see the uh, support for different versions of Spring Boot um, running out later this year. We are we are really trying to get on the latest and greatest, and how do we do that? And I think this is a service to kind of help companies do that. I was talking about this earlier today. Uh, for those of us that have been in the Spring, spring ecosystem for a long time, uh, that was one of the big like game changers was the way that Spring approached the community by doing the training and doing the yeah the workshops, et cetera. I was very, very jealous early in my career of those companies that got the spring training, whatever it was called back then from mm -hmm. spring source. Uh, I don't remember the other name, um, interface nine or something like that, but yeah, mm -hmm. all of the, the training, I was very, very jealous. And now everything that's old is new again. There's this, there's this group that is going out and they're taking the things that they've learned from all of these companies and yeah, they're repackaging it and bringing it out to the community, making it so that everybody can kind of move forward and not have to do this kind of stop the world. Let's do a migration mm -hmm. move. Yeah, we want to get those those muscles exercised so we just know how to do the upgrade. And Spring Boot makes that easy. It makes yep. it easy to kind of stay at the front. Yep. So yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, and I was excited about that announcement. And a lot of other people yeah. were too. I was getting elbows uh, as the presentation was was going on. Like, hey, what is that? Is that exactly what I think it is? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I had a lot of conversations with um, you know people of all titles last week. And a lot of the major um, conversations were around this. And they were like, and it's funny, I love to hear the conversations of, of people who are like, yeah, we're like, we're stuck on Java 8. And I can't believe like, we're this big organization who's stuck on Java 8 and Spring Boot 2.4 or whatever. And I'm like, you're not the only one. Like, this is not just your company. Like, we hear this a lot. So... Um, I think this is going to be a service that a lot of people are going to be able to take advantage of. But um, even if you're not going to use this, uh, I know there's a large group out there, you know, looking to migrate to the latest and greatest spring. You know, please, if you have questions around this, we've been hearing this a lot from customers. We've been helping customers. Feel free to get those questions in and we'll see if we can help. Spring one was definitely a safe place uh, for those types of conversations too. Um, Java 8, like I was having conversations with teams that are still supporting Java 5 in production and lots of organizations. So it's not just about the, the hey, help us uh, stay current Spring Solutions, but also the consulting on uh, organizations that are looking to move away from things like uh, Mule uh, mm -hmm. and JBoss and WebSphere, WebLogic, and uh, how to stay latest and greatest, how to keep our 
our spring workloads that are running on the mainframe on ZOS? How do we keep them or upgrade them to Spring Boot 3? How do we do that? Yeah. So there's all sorts of questions that conceptually I understand that that's possible, but I mm -hmm. didn't really, I wasn't prepared for the right. amount, the volume of conversations that I was having on these, um, yeah, these, these production platforms that just feel like uh, I haven't seen or touched them in a long, long time. Right. So I got a comment here. You know, the keynote was live streamed to us, right? Managed to watch it. Great emotions. Congrats to Deshaun. Yes. And you can watch the replay now. This is kind of our behind the scenes insight of what happened. And again, we're not just going to talk about the keynote. We'll talk about the rest of the conference as well. So next up was the history of spring. I loved this presentation. It was Dr. Dave Sire and Josh Long basically talking about the history of spring. And uh, uh, anything with Josh and Dave, they always have a little bit of a comedic background to their presentations. Their and chemistry, so, I don't even understand yeah, yeah. it. Because yeah. they are, personally, they are so different. <laughs> Energy, everything. But the two of them together is they play something well off special. Of, play, play well off of each other, yeah. And so they went through like building an application, just a simple app, right? But they talked about how they did this 10 years ago before Spring Boot. And they started off with like this XML configuration application and had to like, uh, how do I get this to production now? There was like a picture of like mission control. Like it took a lot, right? There were all these scripts involved. 500 like steps. 500 step wikis, right? Yep. So that was fun to see. And then they basically went through the different years and the different versions of Spring Boot and like, how did that help us out? Uh, and they even resurrected some old spring initializers, what I, which I thought was really cool. So here in the live stream, we're looking at one now. If you go to start100.spring.io, this was the first spring initializer. Very simple, not a lot to it. Looks like it was built in like bootstrap. There's a few fields and then a few checkboxes. And we know that as this has grown throughout the years, these checkboxes have grown and there's a lot more options that you can kind of fill in about your project now. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. The thing that um, I thought was the coolest about that whole thing, as he went from the Spring Boot uh, or the Start 100, I think he went to Start mm -hmm. 200. Yeah. Um, the whole thing was he was he was upgrading a Spring Boot or a Spring app. He upgraded yeah. a Spring app pre Spring Boot to Spring yep. Boot, and then he upgraded yep. that Spring Boot app from 1.x to 2.x to 3.x, which yep. was awesome. And we didn't really like yeah. call that out, but the whole time I was like, "You yeah. just did that." So even for those companies that are still doing spring they're still deploying spring in other fashions they're not using spring boot we we demonstrated that you can take those forward you can bring those apps forward it doesn't take uh, a massive rewrite if you do it the right way there's a way right. to get that forward so right yeah that well, was that was I, really something i peeled back and i was really yeah. in awe that that was possible yeah, and again, we're we're kind of just highlighting this. Go watch the replay um, yeah. and, and really get a sense of like how that happened. And Very and <laughs> just Josh has some really great um, pull request features, and so you got to see that. So I'm not going to spoil those. Go watch the replay on that. But yeah, I just I love their presentation together. Again, they play off well, and I thought it was really good. And I also uh, I liked Maritz. I thought his oh yes piece his last. Uh, add on yes. to that section of the keynote, I thought was mm -hmm. awesome. I was so right. impressed. He did an amazing yeah. job, and I want to see more of him on stage. Yeah, so he he demoed uh, basically the Docker Compose module and test container support. But again, he really kind of 
took that application a step further and said, oh, now how can we use Docker Compose? How can we use test support, test container support? And so, yeah, it was really good to see kind of that progression of an application. Um, next up was a Spring Community video. This was really cool. A whole bunch of individuals from the Spring Community recorded uh, a short video. Um, and it was just, it was really inspiring to hear from so many people from the community on how Spring has affected their career and what it does for them. I'm, I'm showing a picture here of Matt Rabel, uh, but there was so many from the community and, and I loved seeing that. Um, next up, uh, our coworker, Cora did a presentation on virtual threads. I thought this was awesome. Uh, not only did she give some really good context as to what virtual threads are, like most people hear that, but they don't know like what it is yet, right? Because it's not really, it's not in JDK until 21 will it be a public uh, release, right? So people don't, maybe, maybe have not really looked into it. I thought she did a good job of explaining what it is and, and then more importantly, how we can take advantage of it in spring applications. And the way she did that is by demonstrating this through some kind of performance testing. So she had one example with just kind of, um, blocking threads, uh, using the, the OS threads and how long something took and then went ahead and enabled virtual threads, which by the way, in 3.2 is just a single property. So you can, you can most of the time move to virtual threads by just changing a single property. And that that's probably one of the cooler parts. But then she showed, showed how much performance you can get out of just by changing that property. And so I think this is going to be huge for everyone who is on Spring MVC applications that are blocking, talking to a database, talking to another service. And I think this is this is going to be one of those features where I know people have been hearing about it, but I don't know I don't know that they truly grasp how big this is going to be for a lot of organizations. So I thought the example she did an is awesome great, job. and I thought yeah. that she also did a great job presenting it. Yep. Um, along those same lines, uh, scaling your controllers to zero was serverless. Uh, so we had Oleg and my buddy Mark Sales from AWS um, talking about building Spring applications for serverless. So in the past, you used to be able to build a function as a service, a serverless function. You could use Java, you could use Spring, um, you can deploy it to AWS Lambda. Uh, and that was okay, but there are things like cold start times and memory consumption. Uh, they came out with something called Snap Start, similar to uh, Project Crack. And this gave us up to 10 times performance increases. So now serverless is a really a, a thing that we can start to take advantage of. What they showed off though is, what if I have this is existing application? So I have a Spring MVC app. How can I deploy that entire app to AWS Lambda? And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, why would I do that? Well, there are certain workloads, you know, again, it depends. There are certain times where it makes sense. And instead of trying to kind of rewrite that into multiple functions, I'm just going to take this whole app, deploy it to AWS Lambda, and take advantage of, I don't, I'm only going to pay for it when it's in use, right? Um, so I thought they did a great job of kind of going back and forth and, and you know, Oleg talking about the spring side and Mark talking about AWS Lambda. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. It was great. That was so. That was another thread that was kind of throughout the conference. Uh, the whole uh, crack, scale to zero, uh, what you can do. I learned a ton about AWS Lambda and Snapstart. And yeah, that was a 
positive. That was definitely one of the shiny moments from that conference for me. Yep. Um, scale to zero with Checkpoint Restore. So Violetta did a, a really good presentation on this. Again, I think similar to Cora, she didn't just talk about it. She gave you some good background on what it is. She had a demo. She didn't just say, hey, this is going to improve things for you. She actually walked through and showed some performance tests with or without um, and, and, and where you might want to use it. So again, I think the continued theme is we're having all these different options for different scenarios because there is no one tool that's going to fix every single scenario in production, right? Uh, there are different types of applications that we're building for different types of runtimes. So it's nice having all these options available. All right, next up, Layla. Mm, she was awesome. I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk about, it. I've been talking too much, so I'll let you go. <laughs> uh, Layla, uh, yeah, it was inspirational. Uh, her talk was about kind of uh, doing you and and not accepting no for an answer and kind mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah, she kind of pushed the boundaries uh, in a lot of ways and it was amazing. Uh, and you may not have realized, but yeah, trying to follow her, uh, I was a little choked up. I got a little emotional because uh, she's done some pretty amazing things uh, and the work that she's done has actually resonated uh, for a lot of our community. So mm -hmm. I was super impressed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was just amazed. We were really, really lucky to have her on stage as just a, a guest presenter, just talking about, hey, we're all in this together. And yeah, some of the fights that she's uh, done yeah. for us and helped us yep. uh, to go forward with. So yeah, I was just super I, impressed. I need to go back and watch it again because I really liked the end of her uh, presentation, which was really like, don't let anyone tell you you you're too tall or too obese or too dumb or too this or too that, right? Yeah. Like somebody's always somebody's always going to be on that side of things, telling you you can't do things because of this reason or another. And I think like that is is good advice for anyone in any industry. Like if you if you believe in yourself, you can do whatever you want. Um, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And so it was just another reminder of that um, from someone who has obviously walked the walk. And at, yeah. I thought I thought for us parents out there, another good theme of this, I, I really remember her saying this, is that her parents instilled from her from a very young age that like, you need to do something with your life to help other people. That's why we are here. And I think as a parent, you know, that's something I really want to resonate with my kids too. Like, yeah, you have you have goals and dreams. That's great. But like, be kind to people, try to help people. And I think that was, that was cool to see that her parents instilled that in her and look what she did with her life. So yeah, her, she was really a manager cool. at Salesforce. She did amazing things. Uh, and along the way, she's like, oh, there's some, there's some issues here. So the big <laughs> yeah. kind of highlight that, that many of you probably remember being in the news, she was kind of one of the main forces behind the gender pay equity initiative uh, mm -hmm. that really started at Salesforce and kind of resonated across the tech industry, no matter what language yep. or ecosystem you're in. So yeah, definitely some minutes to take a, a, a listen to what she said, because it was powerful. Yep. All right. I'm going to stop real quick and grab a couple comments. Um, what's the latest on spring XML config? Is it being considered for removal in the future? Or is there still a reason to pick that over Java, Java config for new applications? So I would say, no, I don't know that it's being considered for removal because you don't want to remove the ability for legacy applications to run. And some of the legacy applications are still using XML. 
No, I would not consider it over Java config for a new application. Um, I would consider, there's no reason to use it going forward. Uh, it's mainly for supporting legacy applications. Would you and agree there? other pieces from the ecosystem, right? There's a bunch of libraries out mm -hmm. there that uh, can't be configured with Java config, right. uh, and they still require that XML configuration. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Todd Libby. Hi, Todd. How are you? Hello. Good to see you, buddy. Um, I see that Rust TypeScript taking a big space in Web3 application. Is Spring contributing in any way to Web3 projects? I don't know about that. Um, I know Rust is being used a lot in like CLI, CLI applications. TypeScript is JavaScript. Um, so yeah, I mean, TypeScript is, JavaScript's going to be big in that space. Yeah. Um, I don't do a lot in the Web3 space, so I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm going to say it's it's there, but there are no Web3 around uh, yeah, from Spring 3 or from Spring. So, right. but you you dig, you will find Spring in in many of the Web3 projects that are out there. Yeah, uh, they continue to ask, how do you communicate with Ethereum, JSON, RPC, Solana, JSON, RPC, gRPC? I don't know that, there's, so there's nothing built into Spring that I know of, but I'm sure there's a community project out there. Uh, go ahead and do a search on GitHub and see if there's anything out there for that. Cool. So getting back to the keynote, uh, there was another um, section on unlocking the power of platforms. Uh, Adib and Asir talked about basically uh, TAP, TAS, and Azure Spring apps. They had a really cool demo where they were building out this uh, e-commerce platform for expensive bikes. And towards the end of it, uh, they were talking about, hey, what if you need like AI services in this? How do you do that? Um, you can easily like write some JavaScript, call a Spring app, and now in your Spring app, you have to figure out how to connect with some AI service. And that's when they announced a new experimental project called Spring AI. And that was um, spearheaded by our good buddy, Mark Pollock. And Mark had a session on this at uh, VMware Explorer at Spring One. And I actually just started watching that this morning. I haven't got all the way through it, but uh, this is a new project that will help you uh, connect to um, AI services and uh, introduce AI into your applications. Did you have a chance to go through any of this or talk to Mark about it? Or what's, what's your thoughts on this? I did not. So I, I had some early conversations with Mark on what he was doing with the Spring CLI and how he was using AI to to help and maybe integrating that. Um, but I had many, many conversations around Spring AI. Uh, and yeah, so I think the momentum is there. Uh, and I expect to see a whole lot more from that, especially over the next two months. I'm just, I don't make a lot of predictions, but I think September and October, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot from the Spring AI project. Yeah, and I, I've done some work with just kind of Java and Spring apps talking to like Open API. So I'm interested to go in here. I, I don't know anything more. So I, I want to do just kind of a first look, um, and then maybe I can talk about this on a show at another time. But we also talked to Mark Pollock. We are going to get him on the show, things I want to talk about. I just wanted to talk about Spring CLI, but now I want to talk about two things, Spring CLI yeah. and Spring AI. So we are going to schedule that very soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Cool. Like I said, you can rewatch that video of the keynote, uh, spring1.io. You can go ahead and check it out. 
Um, so cool. So after the keynote, I didn't have much time to soak things in. I had to run to a room because the keynote did go a little long and it was like, oh, I got to hurry up and find my room. I had a talk on GraphQL. Um, it was packed house, standing room only. I was really, I was like, it was the to see that. most, it was the session that had the largest audience. The most uh, attended most session on day one, yes. day zero. Yeah. Day one, whatever you want to call it. So that, that was, that was like very humbling and, and very cool to see. Now the talk was only 40 minutes. This is a talk that I've given in anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half. I reworked it and added some things. So I had to really move through this talk. If you watch the replay, you'll kind of hear that in my voice. That's my only criticism of that talk is I didn't do any live coding and I just wanted to get out as much information as possible. And I did a show of hands at the beginning, like who's heard of GraphQL? Most people have. Who's using it in their applications? Almost nobody raised their hand. So I was like, perfect. You are my audience. You are the, the audience for this talk. So I, I went through that quickly, but um, yeah, I thought it turned out great. So thank you for everyone who came up and said kind words uh, about that talk. Um, I had another talk on Monday, which was Spring Recipes. Uh, Nate and I did a talk on this. This was 70 minutes, so much different than 40. Uh, but, but funny enough, Nate and I had just done a four-hour talk on the same thing you know, a week before that. So we were ready for 70 minutes. Um, and yeah, that was fun. It was fun. It, it's one of those talks where we just kind of like are raising awareness of different spring projects. We present a problem. Here's how you solve it using spring. And I think people really seem to love that format. So anything else on day one? Uh, did you, did you talk on day one or day two? Um, day one or wait, I don't day zero. Well, you had two, right? right? So you did, um, your talk with Thomas on day one. I did. Um, was it on day one or day zero? I think so. I think it was whatever day. day whatever, yes. Yeah. <laughs> day day one. No, I think it was day. Right. I don't remember. I did two. All right. All right. Yes. Your first talk was with Thomas, and that was yes. on on scaling to zero. Scaling to zero. So how did that go? It went awesome. Uh, just getting to present with Thomas was uh, wonderful. Um, for those of us that have been around the ecosystem for a while, uh, he's done amazing things. So yeah, I still get to like, you know, fanboy a little bit. I still yeah. look at the spring team. Many, many members of the spring team is like, they're still up on a pedestal for me. They're yep, still like sure. uh, amazing. And, and how much they contribute for all of us still blows my mind. That, that so what, a, for doing. those who don't know, what does Thomas do? Uh, so he's one of the senior engineers. I think, Right now, he's kind of focused on the uh, app accelerators. Okay. Uh, and yeah, but he's done tons of stuff. I think he did on Spring Cloud Dataflow for a while. Uh, but yeah, he's been around. He's just been around for a long time and done a lot of cool things. And yeah, so he's just, it was great for me. And then the presentation went great. Uh, it was great questions. There was a lot of excitement from the awesome. audience. Uh, it was a, yeah, just it was great energy both ways, and we were able to answer all the questions. And nice. Mark Sales was there. I pulled, I, I awesome. threw, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a curveball at Mark Sales. I said, "Why did you get up and tell us how Snapstart handles that?" <laughs> and he did, and he nailed it, and he crushed it. So awesome. it was great because we were talking about a lot of the things you have to consider when you're using something like Project Crack. And right. he addressed how they were doing it at AWS, uh, and yeah, we kind of covered the the gaps. So it was great. It was just a really really good session. Right, right. Um, so I think I think if I was going into that session and I didn't know a lot about it, 
Can you just like quickly touch on why scale to zero? What is it like? Why why should I care about that? Because now we're we're paying for resources in the cloud. We're pay, paying per millisecond. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. the way that you start up, you know, we scale to zero. You don't need resources up all the time. Um, think of your batch processes. Uh, think of the the user registrations that are uh, happening for newsletters. How often does that service actually get hit? Can you take, excuse me, a little, you know, uh, an extra 53 milliseconds to start up or to respond uh, if it's only happening once a day uh, versus leaving it up 24-7 and paying for all of that resource? Um, also, the ability to scale. So the scale to zero is kind of an interesting way of thinking, how do you scale up when you need demand? like when demand increases. So it's not just about being able to scale to zero when you're not using those resources, but also how do you scale up fast when things like uh, the flash sale happen and your traffic uh, yeah, triples right. or or is 100x of what it normally is? How do you answer all of those requests? How do you handle that traffic? And the scale to zero conversation addresses that. We have nice. the AOT native images, uh, which are statically linked binaries that yeah make it easy uh, but then we also, if you need the power of the JVM, now we have Project Crack as another option. And we kind yep. of addressed those and covered those and showed examples. Awesome. So yeah, it was great conversations. Cool. So that was day one. We got to the end of day one and the welcome reception. So the welcome reception was in the main expo hall with all the booths. Um, I had to go check in because I was working the booth that and I had to check in earlier in the day and get ready for that. Uh, I got my t-shirt. Cora and I were working in the booth from five to seven. This expo hall was humongous. I felt like I was at, um, so locally here in Cleveland, we have like a home and garden show at our expo center. Like that's what I felt I was like I was at. I was like, like at the home and garden show. It was so humongous. Um, so I was help working the, the spring side of the booth. And I already told you the story, but um, for those those who didn't see it, um, our CEO, Raghu, was walking around and just talking to everyone. He stopped by the spring booth. Uh, you could see Madura's there with me. She's on the spring team. We we got a chance to talk to him. He asked a bunch of questions about spring and and how did the keynote go and what are what is everybody interested in? What are the hot new topics? Uh, what are the great new features? And we talked about like virtual threads. I had a whole like three minute conversation with them. And I think I put this in the newsletter, but I think like, you know, I, I, he's a very busy person. So just to see his level of enthusiasm with just, you know, our little corner of the company uh, was really cool. And it was a fun conversation. So I was excited about that. So I took a selfie like any dignified human being would when they're talking to the CEO. So I, I actually channeled my inner Deshaun. I'm like, what would Deshaun do? I'm like, he would take a selfie for sure. So absolutely. <laughs> we are lucky to have Regu, uh, yes. his energy and his excitement and passion about what he does. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. we're lucky to have him. I'm just noticing this, but this snafu by me will be remembered for the rest of my life. I'm still wearing the little large sticker on my t-shirt that just got That's tossed okay. out to me. So so um yeah it was my birthday that was fun um vmware explore so yeah so that was kind of spring one then we went into day two we did a fun 5k run that was fun uh we ran down las vegas boulevard uh and it was a lot of fun but we forgot that if you want to cross the street you have to go upstairs 
across the ramp, down the stairs. So this little three-mile run was not an easy three-mile run. There was a lot of hills involved in that run. Lots lots of stairs involved. Oops. Yeah. Yep. Um, we talked about it earlier, but we attempted to do a live version of Spring Office Hours. We had this little broadcast while I brought my tripod, my phone. Um, but again, that works for, for remote. Um, the condenser mic didn't work as much, but we attempted it. We'll learn from it. We'll iterate and Absolutely. move on. We'll be so much better next time. Cool. So Wednesday night, spring's 20th anniversary celebration. This was really cool. This is at the very beginning. So this room got even fuller. Um, this was just a collection of people from the community, people from VMware. Anybody who was interested, who was at the conference could come to this. And there were food, there were drinks. And then on the video walls in the back were these montages of just spring conferences and talks like from throughout the 20 years, right? Uh, so that was, that was really cool to see. I kept like staring up at those screens and going, yes. Oh, that is, that Same. is, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just, um, I just kept moving around. We kept moving around talking to different pod, different groups of people and had some really great conversations and what spring means to the community and, you know, kind of where everybody started off. So that was just a lot of fun. I think that this, the spring community, I think the spring team, they're doing some really good things. I think they're going to, I think they'll be around for a while. I think they're, they're going to oh, yeah. continue to bring us a lot of really, really cool things. I'm just saying, uh, yep. I think they got some momentum behind them. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's us getting a selfie. <laughs> we, I know you You probably set the record for VMware selfies. So. Uh, there, There's a metric floating out there. I think it was 227 <laughs> selfies. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that was Wednesday, Thursday, last day of the conference. Um, I had a talk with Nate on Spring for Architects. And this was in the Code Theater, and I told you this beforehand, but I was like, I don't know that anybody's going to find this because it was like in the hub, not where all the sessions were, in this Code Theater style next to the Spring Expert booth. And yeah, people found it, and they were packed out. So that was packed really house. cool to see. So in that picture, you can see on the left, there, there's people... Uh, there's, there was actually more people stacked on the left here that were standing and watching. And then on the other side of that, that wall that we were presenting at, there was more people. And to the right of this picture, uh, I talked about, there was somebody in like a beanbag that was just kind of holding their phone up <laughs> and they were recording the whole thing, but laying down on the floor yeah. and just recording it and enjoying every bit of it. Clearly. I kept like, uh, I kept glancing over there and he just looked there so There was <laughs> so many people. There was so many people at this session. It was great. Yeah. And that was fun. Cause it was. We, we kind of got to do a little bit of theory. So Nate did a lot of talking through some theory uh, for architects. And then I got to do like uh, half of it, just walking through some live code. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, then we got to do a spring team meeting and a spring dinner, a spring team dinner. So the spring team meeting, I can't talk much about like what was discussed in there, but it was really cool being in a meeting with all the spring team. And at the end, like, Somebody asked, like, who's, 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 uh, who's, is this the first time you're here? Go ahead and stand up. And like me and Deshaun stood up and we were excited. I mean, there were others too, but we were excited to be a part of that. Definitely. It was, it was way, <laughs> again, I had no idea. I had no expectations because it was my first time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was way cooler than I would ever yeah. Uh, expect myself to be allowed into. It was, yeah. it was very, very cool. And the again, 
I wish I could let everybody know in some way, shape, or form how amazing the spring team is. I wish yep. I, there was a way of being like, no, they are 10 times cooler than you think they are yep. in every way, shape, or form. It is an amazing group of people and leaders, and they do so much. But I don't, I don't know. I could maybe I just have to repeat it day in and day yeah. out. Uh, no, they are an amazing group. I made that observation. So I took this dinner, this picture at dinner. So it was really cool to to like be in uh, just a team dinner with with a lot of the team, the spring team. And I was looking around, and I made the comment. I think either you or Nate or both you guys. And I said, you know, it's really if you look around and like start to nitpick every single individual in the room, like you can't find a bad thing about them and you won't find them saying bad things about anyone. They're, they're all super helpful, super nice. And it's like, it's really hard to find that in any large group, in any walk of life, in any large group, you can always pick out a few people and go, Oh, that person's just like, maybe they're dealing with stuff. Cause they're not so nice to everyone. Right. But I don't get that from this group at all. And that's really hard to find. So, yeah, just to kind of echo that sentiment. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that was it. Um, I You got to go back to your room and go to bed. I got on a plane and took a red eye. That was really challenging. I actually did it to sleep a little. Got home at 6.30 a.m. Got to take my daughter on the bus. to Get to get her on the bus to school because I missed her first day, which was super bummer. But... Um, was able to do that. And then I passed out. <laughs> I slept the rest of the day. So as you should, um, and now, yeah. And now I spent three days kind of recovering. So, <laughs> so big um, takeaways. Yes. Big takeaways. Like what were the big, big moments? What were the big keys? Yeah. For me, um, always when we talk about the hallway track, it's always about the people and that that's kind of resonated. Technology is about the people and not the technology, right? I got to hang out with you. I got to hang out with Nate, Sharat, Sharat, who runs developer relations at Java uh, for, or, or for Oracle at Java. Just one of the best people I've ever met. Uh, we got to have dinner with him a couple nights. Um, and again, just great to see firsthand how, how important it is to prioritize people and be kind to everyone. So um, I said, as my friend Sharat likes to say, technology is about people first and technology second. So I put this picture of uh, me in front of the love sign in the Venetian. I thought that was a, a fitting end to the newsletter. So Totally fitting. And then I said, now that it's over, I can get back to creating some content. That is, as soon as I crawl out of the hole, that is going to be this expense report. <laughs> that is going to take a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm how about, surprisingly very far along with my expense report. I'm just waiting for nice. one charge to come through. Uh, into yeah, I always wait a couple days just to wait for those charges to come through, and then I'll get to it. But uh, what are what are your sorry sorry to kind of take over there? But what are your what were your overall thoughts on the conference? Uh, the community is awesome. Uh, I had to like kind of reassess the baseline um, because luckily I get to talk to people uh, all the time, but there are lots of people that are are starting from many, many different starting points. And there's tons of value in Spring Boot 3. There's tons of value in upgrading to Java 17. Java 21 is right around the corner. So helping people kind of navigate that and all the different ways that you can do it. There's not one right way. Different mm -hmm. organizations have different levers that they can pull, different uh, buttons that they can press to enforce or not uh, that process. And I learned a bunch about 
how that's being handled and how different organizations handle things like, hey, we got to get this CVE patched or this migration done. And, yep. and it was very, very educational. And it was a great reset for me to see where everybody's coming from, hear great stories. Uh, and yeah, and then also there's tons of little tricks, the hallway track. Uh, there's there's tons of things that I learned and I'm you know already digging into about different ways of approaching different problems, different scenarios. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I guess that that was my that was gonna be my follow-up then. Like because my after the hallway checks, it's always like like what did you what what kind of inspired you from the conference? What were your takeaways as far as like this is a technology conference? So like Hey, when you walked away from the conference, were there any projects or things you really wanted to like get your hands on and build with? Was there anything that stuck out for you? I immediately do that. So I'm a person yeah. that goes to a conference uh, and every night I cracked open my laptop before I went to bed and let me, let me try this one thing. Uh, so nice. I literally was doing that every night. Uh, I learned some, yeah, I learned quite a few tips and tricks, uh, especially with running spring on Kubernetes. Uh, there's, uh, I got some cheat codes it to me nice. so yeah i'm moving cool. forward yeah for me definitely the the spring ai project i want to dive into that so um as soon as i get some time to i'm sure we will get into that wonderful um okay cool we got a couple questions here um when i google spring recipes i just get 53 spring recipes to get you really excited for the season <laughs> um those are not same here Recipes. Those are uh, spring, spring recipes refers to open rewrite uh no but there are recipes for open rewrite our talk spring recipes is here's a problem here. Like how do I build a rest API? Here's how you do it in spring. Here's the solution. So this is a presentation that Nate and I have been giving. I don't know that you'll find a recording of it anywhere. Like again, where the recordings for spring one are, you can get it there, but I don't think we've done it anywhere else in public except for O'Reilly. Again, we have a four hour version of that on the O'Reilly platform. So if you're on there, you can check that out. And then Thomas, our good friend, Thomas, how are you doing? Thomas, do you guys know how I can access the return value of a method symbol in my annotation processor? I only figured out the, to get the type or is it possible to process after compilation? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to, those, being able to kind of use reflection and get at things is something I do very infrequent. So I don't remember off the top of my head, but I got to imagine there's a way to get at it. Um, there's, I'm sure there's a way to break down the entire method signature, right? Like what's the accessor? What's the return type? What is the name of the method? What? Yeah, I'm sure there's a way to get to it. I just don't know it off the top of my head. We can take that offline, Thomas. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, well, we had some really great conversations with a lot of folks at Spring One last year, last week. We have a lot of potential guests for this show, so that's exciting. Uh, so we'll see if we can't start to line those up. Uh, in the meantime, I think we should be back here next Tuesday at 3.30 Eastern. Um, and again, if you are joining us on the podcast, if you're listening to the audio-only version, uh, feel free to send us questions. Uh, you can head over to springofficehours.io and ask us a question there. If not, you can join us live every, every Tuesday at 3.30 Eastern. 
and ask your questions in the live chat. Um, with that, Deshaun, do you have any closing arguments you want to make? This is great. No, keep it coming. Uh, I'm thankful for this community. Uh, it was wonderful to meet so many people that are listening and watching yes. at home. Uh, it definitely uh, got me excited and energized to do much more of this type of content. And I think that the spring team is really excited about it too. I think they've heard enough and they want to get more yep. involved. Uh, so yeah, I, there's, I expect some big things from this little thing that we got going on here. I expect big things real soon. Awesome. All right. With that, we will say goodbye and we will see you next week. Thank you everyone. Bye.